Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. This afternoon, our focus is the power to overcome. Let me hear you say loudly, the power to overcome. We've been speaking about demolishing, dealing with the spirit of sexual immorality, that very pervasive spirit that you can almost find everywhere. Every time you turn on the television, you see there. You go to work, it's there. Almost all over the place, the spirit of sexual perversion that perverts almost everything, everywhere. You can hardly find a person who has not experimented with porn. And I shield all our children in the precious blood of Jesus. That demonic thing will not come near them in the name of Jesus. Any one of them that have been exposed to it, I command their minds purified. Your amen can be louder than that. I encourage our parents. Please, if you decide you want to be watching it every day, that's that's you, that's your destiny. But please keep those things away from your children. If you know that you want to be engaging in that on your phone, don't give the same phone to a child because they can locate those things. How you lay your bed is the way you're going to lie on it. Please, I beg you in the name of Jesus. And I know that the Lord would empower us in Jesus' name. The Bible says the devil is moving like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. Some people have allowed the thief to steal from them because they left their doors opened. The thief did not even have to break it down. The door was left ajar. It is why we hear principles so we can shut our doors properly. The devil will try to break it down, but at least put up a fight. At least put up a fight. That's what we're doing. Put up a fight. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking to intimidate people, to bulldoze people, to destroy destinies, destroy families. And look at what the Bible says. Allow him every single day. No. Verse 9, please. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Resist him. So which means the devil is resistible. He can put pressure, but we can fight back. I say, no. You can try to pollute my mind with, with, with thoughts of sexual immorality, but I am fighting back. I am putting up a fight and I would win this fight. Hallelujah. Your amen can have more faith. Amen. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, I love this, the God of all grace, every grace we need is available in God. Who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus After you have suffered a while, mentally suffered a while, physically, environmentally suffered a while, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you in the name of Jesus. Sin looks good until it takes away all good. I'll say that again. Sin looks good. Until it has taken away every good from a person's life. A family looks good until sin comes in and destroys every good thing. And you ask yourself the question, was it worth it? And usually the answer is no. That's why we're, we're, we're fortifying ourselves with enough scriptures. We are inoculating our minds and our soul and our spirit. If you faint in the day of battle, your strength is weak. One day, a colleague will show up that would check off every single 
check box on your list. One day, somebody will show up from somewhere that will pursue you like Potiphar's wife pursued Joseph. One day, one day, one day. But when you, you, you know you have something in you, you say no in the morning. No in the afternoon. No at night. In the middle of night, you just wake up to say what? No. And the next day again, you start with no. You continue with no. At breakfast, you say no. At lunch, you say no. At dinner, you say what? You say no. Because there is something inside of you that has strengthened you. You are ready for the fight because you know it is coming. You're not surprised. I look at people all the time. It is only Christians that our soldiers are surprised that they find themselves in a battle. Yet they are wearing military gear. And they are surprised. Why is the devil attacking me? Why, is he, why will he not attack you? Are you not attackable? <laughs> Amen. You are a soldier in the army of Christ. His job is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If he has not attacked you lately, maybe you are already subdued. Maybe you are already subdued. You began a weight loss journey. You were sane, then you went to the gym. And suddenly, you look ahead of you, temptation. You look to the north, temptation. The east, west, south. You look up to God, and there's still temptation in the air. I say, what is this? But, but the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He makes us, he leads us beside the still and uh, the, the waters where there are no temptations. And, 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 and if a person has fallen, he will restore their soul. But we will not fall in Jesus' name. Adam and Eve were pampered by God until they fell. And remained in sin. Then what they got from God was the barest minimum. Before they knew they needed food, he prepared a garden for them. He took care of their needs. He, he anticipated every need. But then they fell and remained in sin. And the best they could get from God was he clothed them. Basic necessities. Basic necessities. Clothes to wear. Food to eat. Revelation once in a blue moon. Genesis chapter 3 verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord said, you don't qualify to be in the garden anymore. Leave the garden and go and hustle. That's the summary. I've said this many times and I want to say it again. Some people think they are strong. But the only reason they are standing is because they've never faced a battle. It is why it is important. Don't take your still, your, your, you still standing to mean that you are strong. Don't assume. Don't assume. You know, it's very sad what is happening in Ukraine. Very sad. I will keep praying for them that the will of the Lord will be done, which is peace. And the aggressor will be humiliated. You see, but in every circumstance, we can learn lessons. Sweden and Finland had been, had been, had been what they call neutral states for many years. Join NATO, join NATO. No, come to church. No, no, no. But the moment Russia invaded Ukraine, nobody told them before they said, I think we need to join NATO now. They fast track the whole process. Don't wait. And, and I like Toki. Toki said, no, no, no. I'm not just going to accept like that. So they are still playing games. But they will allow them coming. Don't wait till the day of battle. That begin to look for, hey, my, 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 my uh, pastor, pastor. No, no, no. I don't know you. I will say I know you. But I'm just giving you an example. Don't wait for the day of battle. No. Build strength in advance of battle. True story. A couple, they were not even a couple, living together, but they're not married. The man wanted to give his life to Christ in one of our services. The girlfriend stopped him. Imagine that kind of man. Stopped him. No. What was she afraid of? 
She was afraid that if he got saved, their lifestyle would change. Their clubbing would change. A few things would change. So she discouraged him. You see, it is to your own advantage that, that the person you are dating is strong in the Lord. So when temptations come, they are standing. One day, the man saw another woman and went for her. And now she reached out to me. Hey, pastor, help. I said, I, I, I don't know to her. She's not born again. Are you aware of why he's not saved? Just in case you've gotten ready. Are you aware? If he were saved, it would have been way easier to have a conversation with someone that is saved. He's not, he's not submitted to the word of God. How do I have a conversation? You kept him away. I mean, he also was not wise. A grown man allowed himself to be kept away. But you kept him away. There was absolutely nothing I could do. Even though I wanted to do something. We prepare in, our, in anticipation of the day of evil. We keep ourselves strong. And that's what we're looking at this afternoon. We're trusting that the Lord will give us the grace to stand strong when your day of temptation comes. Let, let, me, let me put it clearly. When your season of temptation comes, because it usually extends beyond the day, when you wake up in the morning, sexual immorality thoughts. After you bind in the morning, bind in the afternoon, bind in the morning, bind in the afternoon. And you're just trusting God that this season will end. And one day after 40 days, you wake up and there are no thoughts. But would the grace be there to keep you standing? Yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Are you still standing because... You have the power to overcome or because you have not yet been tempted. When you get attention, will you still be standing? When your dream man appears and they tell you, you know what, I don't even want a relationship. Just, just the way you want it. Your dream woman says, no, no, no strings attached. Just out of convenience. And you are looking and you are saying, this must be the finger of God. Everything working together for my good. <laughs> it looks tailor-made for you because the devil has been studying you. Will you have the power to say, no, 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 this is the devil at work. They will usually start with, no, no commitments, nothing. No, do your thing, do your thing. Stay with your family, I just, on the side. And then in no time, the side will become the main hustle. But the devil is a liar. We are wiser than the devil. We are wiser than the devil. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 verse 13 to 15. Remember our theme for the month is sanctification. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So last week Sunday, we're examining what are those little foxes? What are those little desires you have in your mind? Are you polygamous in your mind? Male or female, it doesn't matter. What do you have in your mind? What are those things that you've been harboring? You've been keeping it there at the back of your mind. Oh, this would be nice. And you know that does not please God. It is time to uproot it and deal with it. Do you believe that you need to be flirtatious to get people's attention? One of us, God has delivered her from that, told me a few months ago. For many years, she has been watching some YouTube personalities teaching how to get men's attentions and the camera this and this and this and that and doing your eye like this and your finger like this. and yeah, All those nonsense things. Had to be delivered from all that. Just operating like a snake. And same thing with men. Some people don't know anything outside of flirtation. But the Lord can deal with those things. You don't need that kind of power. No. You, are, you have the wisdom of God inside of you. When you speak, people can listen. 
When you appear, people can pay attention to you without sexualizing anything. I know people that want to have interviews, they have to dress in an outrageous way because they, they've been taught that they need to disarm the man or disarm the woman sexually. No, those things are not true. Deal with those desires before they give birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, will bring forth death. And at that point, it will be too late for the person. So take this as a warning. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. So we need to renew our commitments to our vows, our boundaries, our principles on a regular basis. Don't let your foot off the pedal, as it were. Keep intensifying the application of the principles you have put in place. Because the devil goes about like a roaring lion, looking for entry points. Entry points. There are some people, the only time they engage in sexual immorality, they got HIV. A particular man. The only time. Some people think they have to do it for a hundred times first. The only time. The only time. That destiny is already finished. I think it's late now. It's already finished. The only time. Some people think it's, it's random sampling. Some people think it's, it's probability. No, 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 no. Your, your destiny is too important. To be playing around. No, we, we have a purpose to pursue. We have a destiny to fulfill. We have lives to touch and to transform all across the world. There are people that perhaps might die if you don't rise and pursue your vision. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands. Oh, I've been standing, I've been a good boy all these years. Let me just go and see what's happening in the club. And that's when there will be a shootout. Verse 13. But God is faithful. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So don't be afraid. You can overcome. Don't be afraid. Pastor, I, I, I don't know when, when that kind of a woman comes or when that kind of a man comes. I, I don't know if I can stand. Don't worry. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But with every temptation, he'll make a way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He walks in ways we cannot see. He will a way for He will be my God. Hold me closely to his heart. With love and strength. For each new day, he will make a way. He will make a way. Is it possible in a culture like this to operate sexually pure? The answer is yes. It is very possible. You are a beautiful woman. You are a handsome man. You don't need to have a fear of missing out. You are not missing out on anything. No, you're not missing out on anything. You're not missing out on anything. There's no glory in sleeping around. There's no glory in that. You're not missing out on anything. You're not missing out on anything. You're not missing out on anything. It looks like there's glory there. No, it's shame. You're not missing out on anything. I know people that used to be in the world. They go out, play around. They don't know whose bed they will end up in in the morning. There's no glory there. They might look well-dressed. They might look like they're having fun. They will post their best pictures on Instagram. (laughs) 
But there's more behind the ground. There's, 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 there's more outside. There's, there's, there's a different story behind the story that you are painted. That has been painted for you to see. The Lord is our strength. God is capable of delivering his children from temptations. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. And to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of battle. How does God empower us to stay strong? Number one, by warnings and corrections. By warnings. By warning us ahead of time. By warnings and corrections. He told his disciples, beware of the living of the Pharisees, the leaven of the Pharisees. He warned them ahead of time. Matthew 16 and verse 5. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, take heed, be careful, be warned, and beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Ahead of time, he prepared them. Be careful. These people's doctrine is dangerous. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. It is that warning sign that goes off inside your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, that where you are going, who you are associating with, what you are planning has danger in it. Be careful. The warning can come through a dream. Not all that glitters is gold. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Little risk is still risk. Be careful. Warnings and corrections can come from the Holy Ghost. Be careful. Be careful. Verse 11 to 12. How is it that you do not understand that I speak to you? I do not speak to you concerning bread. I know you like to eat bread. But I'm not talking about bread. But to beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the living of bread. But of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. God protects us by warning us. He also warned Judas in one of the most direct ever prophecies in scripture. Matthew 26 verse 21. Matthew 26 and verse 21. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, for sure, for sure, for sure, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Not everybody. One man was not sorrowful. And each of them began to say, Lord, is it I? Is it I? I'm sure it started with Peter. Is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. If you hear a word like this from God, don't be proud. Just humble yourself and say, Lord, I am capable of betraying you. Please help me. Otherwise, you see scripture fulfilled with your eyes opened. Let's go to verse 24, please. The son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then look at this. Then Judas, who was betraying him, not who was going to, he had began to betray him already. Answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? You see, when you fall into sin, you begin to doubt the giftings of the authority you are under. It is part of what comes with sin. Your, your rational mind becomes debased. Otherwise, how can Gehazi be trying to trick a man with double portion of Elijah's anointing? How can he be trying to trick someone with eyes everywhere by the Spirit of God? 
Where did you go? I didn't go anywhere. Ah, you're living with a prophet. That's why you find people say, oh, how did you know? How did you know? It is because they've already begun to move away from God. Because the closer you are to God, the more you'll be aware of his realities and his possibilities. Then he answered, Rabbi, he said, ah, he said to him, you have what? Said it. If Judas was wise, wouldn't he have just knelt down, confessed and said, Lord, please, please. I know somebody else will betray me, betray you, but I don't want to be that person. But pride did not allow him. And nobody can name their child Judas today. That's now a forbidden name. It's a forbidden name. It has entered the ranks of the name Jezebel. The boot starts with J anyway. Peter was another example. He was warned. Many people fall even after being warned because of pride. The great grandmother was pregnant before marriage at the age of 18. Grandmother, 18. Mother, 18. The child is 17 and a half. He's already playing around. And they are warning the child, hey, be careful. The child believes in their heart. No, no, no. I can't make that mistake. I'm using IUD. I'm using this. I'm using that. We're protecting ourselves. And lo and behold, one day, the child wakes up and begins to vomit. And something has been missed. And a prophecy has been fulfilled. That's the way it happens. People are too proud to believe that they have weaknesses. Pride makes people overestimate their strengths, underestimate their weaknesses. They believe they are wiser than everybody else. They don't see their weaknesses. I beg you in the name of Jesus, let the Lord humble us Enough to ask for help where we need help. In the mighty name of Jesus. A warning is an opportunity to seek help before it is too late. Listen to this please. A warning is not the same as an accusation. A warning is not the same as you being accused of doing it. You don't need to get offended that you are warned. Why are you talking like that? You, you think I can do something like that? And they're already getting angry. No, 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 no. It, it is because we don't want you to do that. That's why we are warning you ahead of time. When I tell people, be careful. You're dating someone you don't want to fall in that area. Stay away from private, intense moments. Some of them, because of pride, say, no, you don't understand. I can control myself. Until when you realize that there's a way the devil can arrange things that would weaken you. All it takes is one person had an emotionally draining event. Another person being sexually charged. And then this situation, and then that situation. And then from from encouraging each other. You know what else can happen. So God gives us strength by warning us ahead of time. Be careful. Be careful. That trip you're going on with him, alone, on vacation, you're not married. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. You know you're already going on dangerous ground when you're already packing condoms. You say it's just for backup. Back who? Who are you backing? That is to tell you you're already treading. You say just in case if anything happens. Is that not enough warning for you to stay away if that is not the future you're looking for? A word is enough for the wise. Number two, God gives us strength to overcome by giving us instructions to follow. 
In every instruction that God gives, there is provision for protection. Every instruction is protective in nature. When God tells you, you see, one of the reasons why many people fall is because they are idle. They are idle. They don't have work to do. I don't mean they don't have a job, but they don't have work to do. You can have a job and still be idle. They don't have work to do. They have so much time for just daydreaming, creating all kinds of scenarios in their minds. That's when the devil will be telling you, oh, oh, it's been a long time you heard from this person. Why don't you check up on them? Don't go too far. Just, Just say, hey, that's all. And hey, you started from hey. We don't know where you've ended now. Hey, let's just have coffee. Are you available? You started from coffee. We don't know where you have ended now. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Instructions. He can tell you now, begin to serve. Fill up the gaps in your schedule. That is, is, is making you available for those types of things. Fill it up. There are some people, even if they want to cheat, they don't have the time to cheat. They don't have the time. They don't have the space. They are looking for them. When can I cheat? When can I cheat? But there's no time. And now they're already 90 years old. And they're 100. Why? Because wisdom enabled them to arrange themselves in a way that there's no room. There's no slack time for slack activities. But Slack software is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We use it here at church. Amen. Generic instructions. I'll go a bit deeper here. I want to speak to married people. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 to 9. Now concerning the things which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Somebody says it's good. Don't touch. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. And let each woman have her own husband. The moment as a man, these days in some places, they don't know who a woman is or a man is anymore. But we know. How many people know? It's very clear who a man is, who a woman is. There are documentaries now out there trying to explain to people who a woman is, who a man is. That's what happens when people get very prosperous and prosperity enters their head and starts to mess up things. A woman is not a construct of the mind. A man is not a construct. Or some people have drank that Kool-Aid here. You cannot, amen. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. When you get to the stage where as a man, you know your vision, you are able to afford a wife, not a wedding. You can afford a wife on an ongoing basis because they are not cheap, okay? Amen. None of our children are cheap. They are are high class the amen is coming from some sides. <laughs> when you see the eyelashes, you know, beware. Buyer, beware. Amen. But the Lord is good. He has empowered the man with wealth. But anybody that buys an engagement ring, more than a particular amount, I'll come for you personally. I'm speaking to the men now. I won't say the amount. You're doing $10,000 rock. If I catch you, I'll return that ring back. To where they bought it from. Now the women are not happy. Don't worry. I'm doing this for you. (laughs) It's for you. Now let's come back to this topic. When you as a man realize that you can afford to run a family. Financially. Number two, you know you have a vision. Number three, you are under authority. Regardless of your age. Even if you are 20. Begin to look into getting married. 
The world is changing in very interesting ways. In those days, once those conditions are met, go and get married. It's better than sleeping around and doing all kinds of things. Start your journey from a young age and begin to build up together. Once you've met the conditions, that's what the Bible is saying. Instead of burning with passion, sexual desires here, sexual desires there, this wet dream, this dry dream, this one there, that one there. No, no, just go and get married. I will support you. I would officiate your wedding if you allow me. You don't need to have an, an expensive wedding. No. And your parents are in support. They believe you're mature enough. We'll support you. That's what the Bible is saying. Go and have your own husband. Go and have your own wife. Verse 3 now. These are generic instructions. Now, let the husband render to his wife the affection that is due to her. This is a very loaded statement. The affection that is her right is due now. How do we measure that? We don't know. Because some women desire more, some less. But you have to negotiate and come to an agreement. Don't be a dictator in your home as a man. Now, and likewise, also the wife rendering affection to the husband. An affection can begin from holding the hand all the way to sexual pleasure. You see, I'm not hiding any. I'm saying it very clearly. I'm not spiritualizing anything. These are instructions. Many people, they release hungry people into the wild. Hungry men, hungry women, starving. <laughs> you see how I emphasize starving? E emphasize. They are, they are hungry. You look at their eyes, you can tell there's hunger. Yet, they are married. Yet, they have rights and responsibilities. That is evil. That, that has passed. That is bad. It has become evil. Because you are playing a role in someone potentially being devoured. There are some men or women that if your spouse encounters them and they are not full of the Holy Ghost, they cannot survive. One touch from, from some people, it will make all their senses just to just collapse. They stand a better chance when they are properly fed. That's what the Bible is saying. You don't have authority over your body anymore. Wife, you don't have authority over your body. The time of the month usually comes only once. Don't pretend as if it's every day. I beg you in the name of Jesus. We want your home to be heaven on earth. Don't use your work to deprive your partner of the affection. No, that's not just partner. Your spouse of the affection that is due to them. Don't claim and use the church because we don't do that here. And say it's because of your church responsibilities. No, that's a lie. I beg you in the name of Jesus. If for whatever reason you don't feel like have a conversation and it should only be for a season. Please, I'm doing this. My attention needs to be here. It has to be a negotiation. I'm speaking to the man in the house. Don't overrule your spouse because you are the head. I'm speaking to the wives. Don't use it as a tool of punishment. I asked for a be my wife, BMW. You didn't buy for me. So I'm not giving this to you for the next hundred days until after I declare with Pastor E is over. <laughs> Please, don't use your home as a demonic experiment. I beg you in the name of Jesus Christ. He went on to say, even when you are fasting, you can stay away for a time. But don't go on an indefinite fast for a whole year. You still need to come in agreement before you go on those long fasts. That's what the Bible says. If you have been traumatized sexually, 
as a man or a woman, go and address it. There are some couples, they are not intimate because of trauma. The man has been traumatized because he's been in relationships where he has been made to feel less of a man. The woman has been traumatized. Address the root of it. Hiding and running would only lead to destruction. I think I've been, I've been clear enough. Pastor has nodded, so I've been clear enough. Praise God. Now, let us move on. One of the other ways that the Lord protects us and gives us power is through spiritual covering. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. We're speaking about the power to overcome sexual sin through covering. Covering. The power to overcome. And the Lord said to Simon, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, which means he may destroy you, devour you. He has asked for you. But look at what Jesus said. I I said he can take you. No, I pray for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. One of the ways we are empowered to stay strong is by covering. Is by covering. I watched the video many years ago. You know, hyenas hunt lions. Wild dogs hunt lions. Surprising, but it's true. One on one, they don't stand a chance. But when they're in a pack, they kill lions. This particular lion was surrounded by hyenas. I've said this before. Their, their sound sounds like it's a demonic sound. Just very demonic. They're just there. They'll bite the lion. By the time he turns here, another one will bite him. The lion was just confused and perplexed. Until he got to a point where he just stayed there. And they were just biting it every Couldn't even fight back anymore. And I was just there praying. Even though I know it was an old video. Because <laughs> I, I associate with lions. I was just there praying, oh God, send help from Zion. <laughs> oh God. And from afar, I saw another lion just, just bouncing there. I said, hey, now you're in trouble. The hyenas saw the lions, they just took off. Two lions. I can imagine how happy that lion was. Thank you. The enemy wanted to make us separate from each other. But I'm glad I didn't keep offense. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You need covering. You cannot exist and survive as an island on your own. I myself am being covered. We all need covering. You see, you can fast, pray, do everything you want to do. Everybody needs covering. Everybody needs. Some people are in the church, but their heart is not there because they're afraid. Covering. Do what you need to do. We're teaching you everything you need to know. But still, no matter where you are, everybody needs to be covered. This is one of the ways we stand strong. There are some battles that no individual can deal with on their own. It is why I bring prayer points to church. So we pray about them together as a group. Because there's something called corporate anointing. Corporate anointing. Let's pray against this. Let's pray against many times we've prayed here. Dealing with people that are molesting children. And we saw instant results. There's, 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 there's power. When we got that together, don't isolate yourself. Covering. And finally, the Lord gives us power to overcome by punishment. There are times where the only way we can learn is when we feel pain. Controlled pain. Controlled pain. Controlled pain. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 to 12, My son, do not despise the chastening 
of the Lord. Don't detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects in a painful way. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Hebrews 12 went a little bit deeper. Verse 5 to 11. We're going to rise up to pray shortly. Hebrews 12, 5 to 11. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Even though it might be painful, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Not everybody's received. He scourges those that he has received. This is evidence that I have received you, have given correction, and is feeling painful. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. What a mighty God. So one of the ways he tests whether he's truly our father is his sense corrections. Sense corrections. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we pay them respect. Shall we not much more readily in being subjection to the father of spirits and live. For indeed, for a few days, chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. This is important. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. It is hard to be joyful when you're being corrected or being chastened being rebuked for something. That's when you're looking for the mistake of the person that rebuked you too. I say, you, you, you too, you, you, you. <laughs> that's what usually people do. That's, that's the flesh. That's the nature of the flesh. You correct them. The next thing, they're looking for your own mistakes to correct you back. That's just the nature of the flesh. How I wish I don't have to correct anybody. Oh, yes. But, but, but it's just a fairy tale. The reality is, it is absolutely necessary in order to stay sharp. I've said this before. When we were dating, she used to live in uh, 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 Saskatchewan doing her master's and I, and I was here. A youth pastor. I had my own home. I had a roommate. She would come and visit for the weekend and she would stay at the house. In my mind... We're not doing anything. I have a roommate. There's accountability. But she, she was staying at the house. So everything was fine. But then the pastor's wife called me one day. She had been coming and going like that for some time. Then she called me and said, hey, I've been meaning to ask you. When your fiance comes, where does she stay? I said, oh, she stays at the house. But there's this person there. And you know, you know me. You know me. Said, no, no, no. I, I trust you. But you are the youth pastor. The youth don't know that you're not doing anything. All they know is that she's staying in the house with you. So for their sake, let's find somewhere else for her to stay when she comes to town. That's a correction. I can approach it and say, oh, wow, you see, she doesn't even trust me. You see all these people. I'm sure in her heart. I'm sure. No, no, no. no. That's, that's, that's unnecessary thinking. Unnecessary. We had a conversation, found a place. God favored, very close to the house, was there for free, another church member, an older woman, and she began to stay there. Come during the day, spend time, at night she'll go and sleep there. It's correction. I don't know now how many of the youth, some of them are here now, how many of them's lives were transformed, how many of them were protected just from that correction that I was given and I received. Who knows what they were saying among themselves? We trust him, but she stays there. You never know. You never know. Especially when it's cold. You don't know what can happen. <laughs> Amen. Correction is for our own benefit. And there's no way you'll be punished and feel pain. And not, and not feel pain, rather. There's no way. Finally, 
We need to pray for the grace. Pray for the grace. There are times you don't know what you are capable of doing, how you are capable of responding to correction. You don't know until the correction comes and it begins to rub off on your ego. And then suddenly you begin to get angry. Before then, you said, oh, pastor, please correct me anytime. Correct me, correct me. Correct, I'm correctable. But the correction came. I said, ah. <laughs> it's correct. Ah. ah. You should have taken it easy. You, 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 ah. You came too strong. Ah. <laughs> ah. So when people tell me, oh, I can handle it. I said, I'm not listening to what you're saying. Is what the Holy Spirit tells me I'll listen to. Many have told me they could handle it. But afterwards, it was obvious they could not handle it. We're going to rise up on our feet now. And say, Father, I need strength. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins. And to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.